Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hi, this is Dr. Andy Barlow with the Chiropractic Physician Center of Tupelo and author of the number one bestseller, The Code Breaker. Are you sick and tired of the medical merry-go-round? Are you looking for a potential solution to your health problem? Be sure and listen to our podcast, The Code Breaker. All right, welcome in. Good to see you on this Thursday morning, this rainy, miserable, cold, awful, just generally bad Thursday morning. Just weather-wise, though, not so much on the sports front for you Ole Miss fans. Welcome into the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Always glad that you are with me. Don't forget, number one, to follow me on Twitter at Michael Borky and subscribe to this podcast and leave a rating and a review, but... Also, check out my live stream that I'm doing every morning um, on the Sports Talk social channels or on my podcast page. I talk about all kinds of stuff, including uh, Mississippi sports. That is the genesis of it. But anyway, check it out sometime. Every morning about 8 a.m. is when I go live, and uh, would love to have you a part of that as well. So, we're talking basketball today. After we get into, I mean, just the absolute misery that is the weather right now, especially in Oxford. I don't live in Oxford. I, I am in Jackson, um, Madison, technically, whatever. You guys get my point. Currently, according to my weather app in Oxford, you are getting sleet and freezing rain, and the high today will be 34. Friday will be 37, and then for three straight days, you have highs in the 20s including a 21 with a low of 8 on Monday. Three days in the next five are forecasted to have some kind of winter weather. Brutal. I mean, just absolutely just terrible. And, I mean, thank thank goodness, thank the baseball gods above that the opening weekend of the season is not in Oxford. Because looking, again, at the uh, the weather app on the iPhone, I don't know how reliable this is, but looking at this weather app, if opening day next Friday was going to be on, or in Oxford, excuse me, 39 degrees was going to be the high for opening day in Oxford. So thankfully, that game will be inside of a nice, I was going to say beautiful, but it's not. A beautiful dome. Uh, the the new ballpark in Arlington uh, sucks. At least visually, it did not match the renderings whatsoever. Apparently, inside is beautiful, and the amenities are awesome, and, and everything like that. Um, but like visually, the the stadium does not match the renderings whatsoever. But there's a retractable roof, and thank goodness for that because. If you were would have been the lucky 25% to be able to go to the game in Oxford, you'd have been miserable. Just absolutely miserable. Um, especially because you were one of the higher-risk people. I mean, you know that... Um, ah, never mind. Not going to go down this road today. Just thankful that we're getting baseball, even though some of these uh, these orders about capacities don't make any sense at all. I've ranted on that about or about that on the radio, I've done it on my live stream that I just did. I don't need to do it here. I don't need to bog you guys down with negativity when baseball season's eight days away. And now suddenly your basketball team, that's what we're talking about today. 
I've wasted enough time, gets another win. And now this morning as we sit, the conversation centered around your basketball team is different. There now is a path to the NCAA tournament. It's still a tough one. It's still one where the odds are stacked against them, but it is a path that does not require some kind of Disney movie-level miracle that is just, I mean, unfathomable, where it will take divine intervention from God himself to step in and change everything for the team to make the tournament. No, it's not like that. In, In fact, I think the the path will come through winning every game they're favored in, and that's it. But on this game last night, Ole Miss gets another win over a ranked team. They beat Missouri 80-59 to last night. 21-point win over the number 10 team in the country, according to ESPN. And they did it when their best player, who I think is Romello White, really didn't get to play a whole lot because he was in foul trouble. He had four fouls on the night, only played... 12 minutes, uh, and had six points on three of four shooting. I mean, if you had told me that Romello White is only taking, or getting six points and only taking four shots, I'd have told you that Ole Miss loses last night. But they got production. They got confident, efficient production from Luis Rodriguez, Jarkel Joyner, who was great, especially in the second half, and Devontae Shuler. Ole Miss shot 57% from the field, 38% from three, and 82% from the line, and they got there 17 times. That was a team that looked confident. They were feeling themselves last night, and because of that, it led to a dominating win over Missouri. And Ole Miss owns, I mean, absolutely flat-out owns Missouri since they've joined the SEC. I mean, it's never felt like a fit anyway, but one of the selling points when Missouri first arrived to the league, you guys know this, one of the selling points was basketball. That Missouri basketball is uh, really good and they have this great tradition and great fan support and the students wear antlers on their head for some stupid reason and that's going to be Missouri's selling point is that Missouri plays really good basketball and you'll get into the St. Louis and the Kansas City markets and um, that's the selling point. They don't really fit. They still don't fit. They care more about the Cardinals than they do their football games on Saturdays. But they play really good basketball. And since that has happened, Ole Miss has flat-out owned Missouri. So that's two teams in a row now that they've beaten that they just flat-out own. And it's uh, Missouri and Auburn. Just flat-out own them. And uh, it came to fruition again last night. A couple of things on that. It's going to be a, a shorter podcast today just because I'm focused on one thing. I'm going to do the recruiting thing with Zach here soon, as I promised, but today I wanted to focus on basketball. Um, most importantly, it's an effort thing. As my little guy runs by the door. Can you hear him? Hey, bud. You okay? He's fine. He's just being goofy. Um, it's an effort thing. Ole Miss... And it was never a problem. It was something I was worried about, though. And and you guys heard me say this. I was worried about the possibility of losing the team. In Athens, I saw some bickering and and stuff like that. And maybe it's just, you know, guys being guys. And 
heat of the moment and stuff like that. But I was worried that because of the struggles, because of the underachieving, because of the frustrating offense, it was a tough brand of basketball that they were playing, that it was possible that Coach would lose his team. And as it turns out, the exact opposite has happened. Even in Athens, I told you after the game, I mean, they played hard. They just couldn't score. They had 23 offensive rebounds or something like that. The kids play hard. That hadn't been an issue. I was worried that it was going to become one. And sure enough, that worry uh, was wasted energy. Those guys, for the third game in a row, yes, they, they played good offense and they made shots. But I think that was mostly credited to the fact that they outworked Missouri. And it, the telltale sign is the um, rebound discrepancy. Missouri had 19 rebounds in the game. Ole Miss had 34 rebounds in the game. 34 rebounds in the game. There's, I mean, that's what I'm talking about. They out-efforted Missouri. They out-efforted Tennessee in the second half. That, that's how that game ended the way it did because Ole Miss played suffocating, high-energy defense, and Tennessee couldn't break it. And Ole Miss really struggled to score that night, but they out-efforted Tennessee. And then they go to Auburn. And they're down, boy, was it 11 points in the second half? Something like that. And they just, Romello White especially, just took over and just dominated that game. And they out-efforted Auburn. And here they are last night. Conzo Martin, after the game, said that very thing, that Ole Miss out-efforted his team. And so when they're making shots and playing with this kind of energy, look at what happens. Uh, and they win games. And no, I, I don't think um, you should expect at all um, them to shoot 59% from the field. 38% on the night is uh, a not good NBA shooting night, but that's still like a typical NBA shooting night. That's not something that you can expect moving forward. But they got to the line and they made the shots when they got there. They out-efforted Missouri and flat out dominated that game. And then when you look at the remaining games on the schedule for Ole Miss, you've got a handful of teams here. I mean, South Carolina's been bad. Mississippi State, especially right now, not playing good basketball, not giving good defensive effort. They just beat Missouri by 21. Vanderbilt's really bad, and Kentucky, has, if they haven't already quit, they probably will by the time that gets played on March 2nd. So, the next question is, what about the NCAA tournament? I mentioned a second ago that, you know, it it's not going to take a Disney miracle to get on the right side of the bubble. Well, how do they do that? I think it's really this simple. They're probably going to need help elsewhere because they did dig themselves into a bit of a hole. The net actually didn't do them favors last night. Missouri is not a quadrant one win for Ole Miss. It would have been going into the game, but the loss caused it not to be. I know. It's a... It's tough. But I think it's this simple. To give yourself a realistic path that is that's conceivable that this team can actually do that gets them possibly on the right side of the bubble is going four and one with the one loss being Missouri. I think Missouri is the only game in the remaining five that they can afford to lose, unless they make some kind of crazy run at the SEC tournament. That's it. Missouri is the only game, in my opinion, that they can afford to lose. It's a path that is realistic, but it is one that is difficult. I could be dead wrong, but that is just 
you know, you come here for my opinion. That's mine. I think it's as simple as winning the games you're favored in. And that's really it. Because Ole Miss will be a favorite, I believe, I think they will, in Columbia on Saturday. I think they'll be a favorite over Mississippi State at home. I think they'll be a favorite at Vanderbilt. And I think they'll be a favorite at home against Kentucky. If they win those four games, I think they work themselves into the correct side of the bubble. And of course, 5-0, and I think, really does that. But there's very little margin for error because of the hole they've dug themselves in this season. It's not inconceivable. It's not some kind of miracle ask. It is something that they can do, especially if they continue to play with this intensity, this effort, this energy. They can absolutely 150% make this thing. Just very, very little margin for error. There's a... um, There's just no wiggle room at all. But there is a path, and it's realistic. And it's one that they can do. And if they keep playing like this, no reason to think they won't get there. But they got to keep playing like this. That's for sure. It's possible, though. It's it's really possible. Um, And then, of course, you've got the angle of uh, crow eating. (laughs) I might just have to do that. Um... Especially on the radio. I don't know how much killing of this team I did on here. I've been killing this team. And they've deserved it, I think. They underachieved. They lost games they shouldn't have lost. The offense was terrible, and I said all of those things. But if they make the NCAA tournament, boy, was I wrong about this team. We're still getting to the point. I mean, we're fastly approaching the point where I was dead wrong about this team. And happily, I would eat crow for you uh, if I end up being wrong here. Uh, But it's trending that direction for sure. I mean, like I said on Twitter, you know, I'm I'm not going to bat a thousand. uh, Not even close. In fact, uh, if I'm wrong about this team, it wouldn't be the first time, and it sure as hell is not going to be the last time uh, that I was wrong about anything in this business. So I'm aware of what I've been saying about that team. I know that I've been killing them. And no, I don't think that anybody there gives a crap about what I have to say, and I'm not going to pretend like they heard me like Shaq did last night. Shaq is taking credit now for Utah winning games because he's been hard on Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. No, I don't think anybody on that basketball team listens to to this. I mean, they'd be crazy too. Um, No, I think Ole Miss is at a point right now where you have coaches across the board that aren't consumed with what's being said about them in the media. Isn't that nice? I mean, that hasn't always been the case. In basketball, I mean, Kennedy didn't really care either. But that's been a problem in football. That They've really paid attention to the media and enemies of the program and stuff like that. And... um there was one former Ole Miss football coach that would uh, listen to our radio show and send messages to people that were on it and criticize what they were saying, as if you didn't have anything better to do than listen to, to Blabbermouse on the radio. But I don't think that's a problem for you anymore. I don't think anybody really cares, and they shouldn't. Um, 
But the point is, I am fully prepared to accept being wrong here. I am ready and willing to accept being wrong about this team. Trust me when I say that it is better for business if I'm wrong. Better for business if I'm wrong about this team. Because making the tournament... <laughs> you get, I mean, I don't need to lay it out for you. Making the tournament means more people listen, more people are excited. And that, of course, helps me. So, I'm prepared to eat crow. I'm going to be honest with you. When I saw bad, because it was bad, I told you it was bad. But now I see a whole lot of good. So I'm going to tell you that it's good. It's realistic. And there's no doubt about it. It's, it's a realistic path, uh, for sure. And last thing for you, uh, real quick before I let you go. Like I said, shorter, shorter version uh, of this today. I think the quick hitters are pretty good when it comes to the offseason, when it's not football season, and uh, just an Ole Miss-focused thing when it's entirely supposed to be Ole Miss content and Ole Miss content only. Sometimes there's just not going to be a whole lot of it, so you might get shorter, like, quick hitters instead of some long, drawn-out thing like I do on other platforms. Um, I did see, uh, because of a friend, sent me a, a, uh, a message yesterday about the possibility, the rumor going around, of um, Brandon Turnage. And that's just, that's been put out there, that it's possible. I mean, that's all it is, just that it's possible, that it's something that people are talking about. Certainly nothing was reported as definitive, so don't, you know, go run and attack the people who put that out there if it's not correct, because they did put the caveat that, you know, it's just what's what's out there and not anything confirmed or anything like that. But a buddy told me um, about something that was on the Ole Miss spirit about Brandon Turnage, and, and that's kind of going around. He currently is a redshirt freshman or just finished his uh, redshirt freshman season at Alabama. He's a defensive back from Oxford. He um, went to Lafayette County. Um, was close to signing with Matt Luke's Ole Miss, uh, but chose Alabama. And there's been some mis- mixed reaction about this. I know there are some people that think that Ole Miss should say no. And I don't know how many people actually um, think like this, but I know there are some that think that Ole Miss, if he does want to go, and that's a big if, again, the, uh, the Spirit did not say that he was coming. They just said that that's out there. And I appreciate that. If I was a subscriber to any of the message boards, I would appreciate uh, hearing that. You know, just, hey, what are you hearing? What's out there? I don't hate that. Uh, I'm not being critical at all. Um, In fact, as a subscriber, I would like that. Anyway, um, there are some people that wouldn't want that. And I, I, I hear you and understand why. If you think that Ole Miss should not be the the backup plan for a guy from Oxford. But you really have to put it into context. I mean, if this is even real, and I mean, who knows if it is, but um, he was choosing between Nick Saban and Matt Luke. I mean, I don't care that he's from Oxford. As a high school prospect, especially in the defensive secondary, when Alabama has just churned out and churned out and churned out High-level defensive backs to the NFL. Would you really mortgage your future on Matt Luke's old Miss over Nick Saban? No. 
Absolutely not. Him going to Alabama was understandable. He didn't have to have any loyalty to Ole Miss because he grew up in the town that Ole Miss is in. If the program's not the best opportunity for him, he doesn't need to go there. I mean, how can you blame a kid for wanting to play for Nick Saban versus the dumpster fire that Ole Miss was under a coach that shouldn't have been the coach? No, if he wants to return, if that actually does happen, if this is a real scenario, you happily take a player of that caliber to play in your secondary. Happily. And you do not hold a grudge because he signed with Nick Saban's Alabama instead of Matt Luke's Ole Miss. There's, I mean, there is nothing about that scenario that would lead you to say no to a kid like that. That talented. There's absolutely no shot that you say no to that. So I don't know if it's real. I don't know if it's actually going to happen. I mean, who knows? It, it's just something that's that's out there now. But if it does happen... Or if he wants to, there's no hesitation. You absolutely take that player. It's okay right now if you're the backup plan for guys that go to Alabama. That's okay because you're not there yet. Eventually, you don't want to be that. But for right now, you need all the help on defense that you can get. And if a high-level, talented, secondary player especially wants to come to your school, it doesn't matter who he signed with out of high school. It doesn't matter. This isn't Matt Luke's old Miss anymore. And he still almost went there. If Kiffin was there at the time, I bet he signs with Ole Miss. I mean, it's just, there was nothing about Ole Miss at the time that would inspire a four-star defensive back to sign there. There's just nothing about it. So if he has a change of heart and wants to return to his hometown, you take him and you don't hesitate. You don't ask questions. You need all the help you can get. You can't afford not to. I mean, they got Otis Reese from Georgia. Look how that worked out. I mean, you can't afford not to take these guys if given the opportunity. Build rosters with talent. It's what I was what I said all summer. And even though there are very few people that think that they should focus on Mississippi kids, no, it doesn't matter. You build the most talented roster you can possibly build. Doesn't matter where they're from or anything like that. And here's another example of that. If you can get a kid of that caliber to play in your secondary, you get a kid of that caliber to play in your secondary. I don't care what he did on signing day a couple years ago. You shouldn't either. All right, that's it for me. Thank you so much for tuning in, making this a part of your day. Always glad that you are with me. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter. And I hope I fixed the audio issues. Um, it's something about uploading to Wide Orbit, our new platform, that is causing this to have some more static. My other podcast I still put on SoundCloud, although that apparently is going to be changing here soon. Um, audio is much better, so I don't know what's going on. I hope I fixed it today. If not, I'll keep trying, I promise. So enjoy the rest of your day, and I'll talk to you very soon with recruiting conversation, as promised. I swear it's coming. And uh, talk to you soon. Today's episode, just like every episode of the Rebel Report, is brought to you by LB's Meat Market just across from Kroger on University Avenue right there in Oxford. As you'll hear on the podcast, the weather in and around Oxford is going to be brutal for the next few days. So let Greg and the good people at LB's do the cooking for you. Stop by. 
get one of their daily lunch specials Monday through Friday, but they are open every day of the week. So instead of standing outside by the grill, maybe find something to uh, to do inside. I do steaks on a cast iron skillet myself. So just because the weather outside isn't very good doesn't mean you can't do some good cooking. And get that started at LB's, just across from Kroger on University Avenue right there in Oxford. Tell Greg we at Super Talk sent you, and let's start the show. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.